Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. All right, we're on. Is it turned on? Is it turned up? It's plugged in. (laughs) One of the three is our troubleshooting. Beyond that, I can't help you that much. (laughs) But hey, we've gotten over, what, 200 episodes done? What what number are we on? I think we're like in the 230s or 40s. We are. Look at us. We're uh, 253. Holy ball sack. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Well, 253 and we're still learning how to work these machines. Hey y'all, I'm so excited because we are in person for this recording. We are in the Vegas studio and we are both here. Um, And I just got in this morning into Vegas for a little girls weekend slash brainstorming weekend uh, for all things Best Life Podcast. So we are going to be recording all weekend and just catching up on all the things that we need to catch up on. I love it. It's sometimes cool. there's just so much to catch up on. I'm like, I'll just see you in person and tell you everything. Yeah. I like doing that. Although sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, I need to, and then we just, I need to wait. And then I tell you, and then I'm like, oh yeah. And then there's this. And, and then there's this. <laughs> there's so much. And I was certain this was going to happen. Okay. The dogs are here also. Pip yeah. and Beasley are having some fun. They met once before, but Beasley was a little smaller and they went to the dog park. Be- that was Beasley's first dog park experience. It was nice. They were the only two ones. So did that you want to come full circle, like close the loop on your indecision? We did that episode on, um, what was it in, on overthinking? Oh God. And I think that was before you got her. <laughs> yes. We hadn't got her yet. And you were still like, I hope I made the right choice. Oh, uh, you know what? If you had asked me about four weeks ago, I was like, I totally made the right choice. I love her so much, but about two weeks ago, she started being a brat. So I might send her back. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, shit. We're going to have all sorts of DMs. (laughs) She's been so good, though. I'm so happy I did. She actually has been... She's really great most of the time. I was telling Jill today. She used to be good 95% of the time. Now she's about 80%. But mostly she's just... She's teething a little bit, too. And obviously having Pip here and stuff is making her a little restless. So even though Pip is 100% passed out right now. (laughs) Little baby. Uh, But anyway, this is Danny J, by the way. And this is Jill. And today... What do we want to have a conversation about today? So today we're having a conversation about... Getting triggered, getting hooked, being overwhelmed. Actually, yeah. Why don't being you stress? Yeah. Why don't you um, really? Give the so, background. like one of the um, one of the questions I had for Danny, and this was sort of spurred by a few things. Really, the high level question is: Is stress a choice? Is stress a choice? And, you know, we can talk about stress from like the physiological standpoint where like if you're doing a ton of like we've talked about before, like over exercising, under eating, cutting calories, stuff like that, you may not actually feel stressed in your head, but your physiology is under stress. Mm -hmm. And so the hormonal response of that is the same as if you were super stressed in your head. We all sort of know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed, especially we did an episode, you know, a few weeks ago about this, just like the pandemic in general, overwhelm in general, uh, exhaustion, burnout, um, just feeling like the unpredictability and uncertainty of this time. So I think it's sort of weighing heavy on a lot of people. And the sort of moral of that episode was let's get our hopes up. Let's like turn Mm -hmm. the ship around. Let's like decide to maybe get excited and not champion the struggle anymore. And 
the reason why I want to bring this up is because I've had a series of sort of conversations with uh, some clients and just some people reaching out on social media lately who um, are just really stressed and they're in their first year to a business. And I get this, this is part of the deal. Like, you know, I don't think stress goes away necessarily. It just starts looking different. And so I sort of was, you know, just talking about this with Danny earlier and saying like, is this level of, I don't, I kept calling it like emotional hijacking, emotional dumping, emotional immaturity. I kept calling it those words, but really it's just more like, um, I kept calling it like a drive-by DMing like uh, it's not working like if you if you're a a coach and you work with clients like think about this way if you're a coach and work with clients or if you've been just someone who has worked with a coach especially if you're trying to like lose weight or trying to change your physique oftentimes we can get very hijacked by things like the number on the scale and our clothes fitting a little bit differently even if you're gaining muscle you can start you have those freak out moments where it's like, it's not working and it can be something really small. Like, especially if you feel like you've been working really hard and you step on the scale and you're up a pound or two, you might be like, it's not working. And then it just feels like this huge thing in your head when in reality, it's only one or two pounds, right? Like, it's just not that big of a deal. But in the moment, it feels really urgent. It feels really important and it feels really overwhelming. And so I've been having some of these drive-by DMs with some of my clients and just some people on social media. And it's fine, except that it it's not benign to the person you're dumping on. Mm. Now, if it's your coach, that's cool. Like they're there to obviously like work through that with you to, to catch you. But I think high level, don't we want to be able to have a different relationship with stress, yeah. especially in business? Like I don't think that ever goes away. So if you really want to do this at a high level you have to figure out how to manage your stress. Yep. And so, but Danny had also done a post and this is sort of why I wanted to get her take on this. She had done a post a while ago talking about how sometimes stress isn't a choice or you can't choose to just be all good. Like you can't just turn it off if you're feeling in pain or you're feeling, you know, hurt or you're having stress. Um, and I sort of want to get your take on that because I think we always hear, well, you always have a choice. Mm-hmm. on how you respond to something, you have a choice of your attitude, like wake up on the right side of the bed, like all this kind of like see the glass half full. Yeah. And sometimes it's not that easy. So for someone who tends to maybe overreact, we always just use this word, catastrophize. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of look at it as like emotionally dumping on other people without checking yourself, right? Like kind of a drive-by, you know, emotional dumping. Um, whether it's your partner, your friends, your family, yeah. right? Like your 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 coach, whoever, And is there a time at which we should take responsibility for that and dig in a little bit deeper? Because if you're constantly feeling overwhelmed, I would say that's just not even a good productivity system. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. yeah. The the final line. You know, so I made this post. It was, I said something that I used to preach, but I no longer believe. And I I had a whole talk about this. And I used to kind of have this line that you you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react. And the reason I posted that I don't believe this is true anymore is because I think just the word react. And so it's a little bit of a nuance, just using the word reactions. A reaction is literally like a knee jerk. And what I, uh, the reason this even got brought up, I somehow was talking to somebody about 9-11 and I remembered I was living in England with a good friend of mine. We were on an air force base and it was right after 9-11 and her husband was gone. He was, I forgot what it's called, deployed. And she got a phone call and I didn't hear what was on the other end of the call, but she dropped to her knees and started bawling. So my first thought was that her husband was killed, but it turned out she found out her husband's best friend, like a good friend of them was a good friend of theirs was killed. Wow. 
instant reaction, just dropped to the knees, screaming, crying. And I was thinking about how I felt when I, when I found out my husband was having an affair, just my face got red, my gut, like I felt sick to my stomach, just instant. So I was thinking in these moments, sometimes you cannot control how you react. No, like, especially you might just if it's physiological. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, like I yeah. remember even having moments like that where like, you feel like all the water has been like stripped Ugh. out of your body. Like you just can't like, you know, I don't know if you ever had that, like it's extreme thirst. Totally. And we actually talked about this with Christina Rasmussen on that episode. She talked about how, when she found out her husband passed away, she like literally was like, I was just thirsty. Yeah. Like that is a a stress response. Yeah. And so that was my whole thing is like, you can't control how you react. Like sometimes those reactions are just, just a literal reaction. Like a reaction is you light a match next to gasoline. It explodes. That's a, that's a reaction. A reaction is like someone, you get a phone call that someone you love was just killed in an accident and it's, you are just instantly devastated. And so our nervous system doesn't necessarily get to, you don't have enough time to choose how to react. Like you get that kind of devastating news. You find out someone was just killed and you don't have time to think about, can I just hold my shit together? And so that was really my point of the post was you, you don't always get to control how you react. However, as time goes on, you don't have to stay in that, stay mired in that and stay in that high stress, high adrenaline, whatever, for a long time. So I still believe we do have choices and I still believe that overwhelm could be a choice and stress could be a choice, but I don't necessarily believe that in the moment of hearing something or even, even good things like getting married or having someone have a, their, their baby's born, like your baby is born and you're overfilled with emotion and you're crying. You, you're not mm-hmm. thinking about, I'm going to try to stop crying. Cause right. I, I want to look tough cause my baby's being born. I was thinking about our friend, Andy, and they just had, he just had him and his wife just had a baby and he said he cried so much. And I was just thinking like, it's not something you really can control. So that was really my point of the post. But ultimately I do really think that we do have a lot more choice in how things look long-term than maybe in the very moment. So sometimes in the moment we have to go through that thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. our body does it for us. Like we just, we just can't like, make a decision. We can't choose. Do you think that some people are more prone to, I don't want to say prone to, but like more, um, I don't want to say like either, but, um, I guess prone to drama. Yeah. Like where they're just maybe used to a higher level of drama or we see this a lot of times in relationships where if someone is from a like kind of more like uh, an up and down, a relationship that has a lot of ups and downs and like feels really volatile all the time to get into a relationship where things are like kind of smooth sailing feels disorienting, right? You might actually self-sabotage because you're like, this is not, something's wrong here. Or you grew up in a a family that was like, everyone is always shouting and everyone's loud and everyone's like, it's just normal to be like, you know, so you might not feel comfortable if things are okay. And so in a way you might actually be attracted to the drama, even, even while you're complaining about whatever it is that's happening, yeah, you just need that level. Or maybe you just want validation. You know, if you tend to like on some level being in that victim role, you know, like where people go, wow, I can't believe it happened to you or wow, like that's that person. Yeah, you're right. That person is an asshole. Like you just want that sort of camaraderie. You want that sort of validation. You know, it, maybe it's something along those lines. But what I was saying to Danny before we hopped on was, there is, it's not objective. Like we can have someone who just, let's just use the example of, um, 
running a business, we can have someone who has a lot of shit happening in their business all the time. They're launching different programs. They're servicing, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people. They have team members they're managing. Like there's a lot of moving parts in a a business, especially a successful business. And that person is able to, or has figured out a way to manage manage their stress even though they probably have a right to more stress than the person who's just getting started, who really doesn't have as much to lose. Yeah. Like no offense, but like, you know, there's, there is a little bit more to lose, especially when you have team members and you have, you know, a lot of more people you're servicing, there's more accountability, more responsibility. And so when someone who maybe is just getting started, it's not to say they're not justified to have their response. It's more just a call to notice like, I feel like everything in this podcast goes back, goes back to self-awareness. Yes. It's just more of a call to notice that in yourself. Yeah. And go, yeah, like that person has like obviously way more stuff going on. And it's not that it's a comparison, but like if I want to get to that level, I got to figure out the little stuff. Yep. Like I got to figure out these sort of things. And so I actually tweeted this out last week when this is on my mind. And the tweet said, my practice is before emotionally dumping on my partner, my friends, my coach, et cetera, I filter it through. Number one, what's the actual problem? And am I ready for to talk solutions? I think mm. sometimes we just like go like, it's all bad. When I'm just like, we have to take a second yeah. to look at what's actually going on and where things are breaking down. Yep. And actually be ready to talk solutions. And sometimes we're not. Sometimes we just want to be mired in the, in the shittiness and we want someone to agree with us and like we're going to stay there. And I think that's just counterproductive to what we really want to be doing. The second is, can I solve this myself? Mm. Like, it's not that your friends and family can't help you. But remember, dumping on your friends and family is not benign. And like, sure, they can support you and they can be there for you. But I think, you know, it is it is something that can feel now you're sort of, I don't want to say you're burdening them, but it's definitely like, it's not benign. Like, it's like, cool. Like if you can't handle anything without like, you know, talking to your friends about it, like we got to figure that out. Number th- number three is, can I change how I'm viewing this? Mm-hmm. Right. So like, can I change my perception? Can I change my mindset about this? Is there another way to see this? And for me, that really is going from like a high emotion state to more clinical sort of objective state. And the last one is, do I just need to get some time and some perspective? So to your point, yes, I can't control my instantaneous reaction. It's okay to get triggered and that's always going to be fine. Feelings are always valid, but at some point with time perspective, it becomes less intense. And so, and it's funny because I see that a lot of times with my clients is like the immediacy of like, this is all bad. And then they literally like take a day and they're like, I just sent that when I was really like, they literally say, I'm sorry. I just sent that when I was like really like (laughs) triggered and things are okay and I'm fine. It just was a bad week. But that's the thing. You got to check yourself. If you know that about yourself, it's not benign. It's like a drive-by emotional <laughs> dumping. <laughs> drive-by pooping. In, it's like someone coming to your front lawn and just taking a shit yeah, and Yeah, it's like you off. take a shit in uh, your text <laughs> message with your friend. Like, help me with this thing. And then like a, a day later, like, actually, it's fine. Like, it's, you know, it's the girl who cried wolf. Well, I love the third one. That's one of my favorite is just how can I see this differently? Looking at something in another way. But something I've been doing a lot over the last year is working at some retreats with a girlfriend of mine. And um, she's been doing a lot more trauma work. And and I started to read slash listen to the book that Oprah Winfrey co-wrote with a doctor. And I can't remember his name right now, but it's called What Happened to You. And so the way I see things now, 
and more often when people react that way is that it's coming from a trauma response. And so a lot of us, and you made a good point earlier as people growing up in a certain way and like the drama was around and that's how things were. And I truly believe a lot of reactions we have come out of some trauma response. And this comes back to, again, self-awareness, asking where did that come from and how can I deal with it? So the thing isn't always about the thing, like you're reacting over what's happening, but is it really about what's happening? And I would say this when I was doing fitness and I say this when I'm working with money, like when I'm dealing with someone with weight issues and they're talking about just the food and the diet, I'm like, it's usually not about the food. The food isn't about the, or the issue isn't about the food, it's something else. The food is just the coping mechanism. The money stuff is usually not about the money. My dad is a compulsive gambler and has had gambling addiction for many, many years. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, it's not about the money. He's not trying to win the money. It's an emotional coping mechanism that he learned in his 20s and he dealt with it that way. So when we're feeling triggered and hijacked, if we can have the self-awareness to go, where do I, what do I need to heal? What is this trauma response coming from? Is this from, I don't know, me being made fun of as a child or, you know, maybe trying to like prove to people that I'm good enough because I didn't feel like I was growing up. My parents didn't validate me. I mean, there's so many things that could be, but trauma response really manifests in this kind of behavior, stress and anxiety and, and just overreaction and overwhelm. And I'm going to start laughing right now. The dog is like on top of the other dog. Anyway, um, so I think that it comes down to being really self-aware and recognizing it and then going, what can I do to heal this so I can stay stop being that way. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a lot of listeners who are very self-aware and starting to recognize and maybe going, you know what, that is me. And I don't know why I can't even help it when I react. So back to like my, my tweet was, you can't always control how you react. So if you find yourself reacting and you're like, I don't even know why I just do, then it may be time to look deeper and go, is this a trauma response from something? And Mm -hmm. trauma doesn't necessarily mean like you were assaulted or anything huge. Trauma is just really how you reacted to a situation. So what causes one person trauma may not even bother someone else. I think there was an example in Oprah's book about a car accident. And while one person was in the accident, it was super traumatic. They were really um, jarred by it. And the other person was like, I got off of work and I like, let me have some extra free days. And so they were kind of like, it was fine. You know, like they, they walked away, they weren't too badly hurt and they got some extra time off. So they both were in the same car accident, but had very different uh, experiences of the, of the accident. And so trauma is really about how you experience something and it leaves a residue. And so it can cause these unconscious reactions later on. And you may just be reacting out of something that has nothing to do with the thing that you think you're reacting to. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to recognize, and maybe, you know, if you see this in yourself, just figuring out how you can be better and do that. It's not always easy to just stop. It's like, let's not look at the fruit of what we're bearing, but like, let's dig down and figure out what the roots, like what's causing this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of it is, comes from years and years or being around that kind of, and there's, I don't know, there's definitely families that that's how you get attention and that's how Mm. you get paid attention too. And maybe if you don't, I don't know, if you don't react, you're not going to be seen or heard. And I think there's, I don't know, I really think there's a lot to, uh, you know, it's funny, before we started this conversation, I wasn't even thinking about trauma response, but as you were describing certain things and people, I'm picturing certain people in my life and I'm like, yeah, 
that's definitely coming out of something deeper, a deep wounding that they've been experiencing and they haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to that and like learning how to do some self healing and healing includes self like, I don't know. What's it called? Uh, looking at yourself. Yeah. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I'm so glad that you said that. Like it's often not the thing itself. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is it's actually not only is it not the thing, but it's all like a lot of times the reason why I think sometimes we get so emotionally invested and so emotionally hijacked is not because the one little inconvenience or the one thing that's like in front of us it's the projection of what it means long-term or it's 10 steps down the road. So for example, let's say you're building your business and you have a customer service issue where you're like, you know, um, this person, you know, didn't have a great experience or they found no value and they want a refund or whatever. And you're sort of doing this like thing where it's like, okay, I have to give this person their money back. It's not that, right? It's like, just give the person their, like, it's not a big deal. That one thing, it's just like, yeah. this is, you have a business, refunds are part of it. Like, yeah, it's not awesome, but like it happens to everybody. That's, that's like one way to look at it. But if you get very emotionally upset by that, you're probably projecting it out. Like they're going to write a review on Yelp mm -hmm. and then they're going to tell someone, they're going to tell a bunch of people, they're going to make a post on social media about it. They're going to, and then all of a sudden everyone's going to know about this and then I'm going to be blacklisted. And then like, and it's turns into this like big thing where like something's wrong with your business which is a much bigger problem to tackle than just giving a refund to somebody, to one individual. Right. And so I think it's a lot of this, like also projecting 10 steps down the road and making it mean all of these things and then us sort of taking it in. And I'm glad you said about like sort of the self-awareness part. I think sometimes, especially with our listeners, because I, I know y'all are like trying to take full responsibility for your shit. That's why you're even attracted to this podcast. The problem with people like that, like all of us, is that sometimes it can go the opposite way. It can be like you take so much responsibility mm -hmm. that then you start beating yourself up if you have those emotional responses. So my one of my mentors, he calls this the, the double judgment. So instead of judging the other person and blaming the other person, we start blaming ourselves and we're like, how come I can't just get over this? How come I'm still struggling with this? How come I'm not like, and we start beating ourselves up about it. I truly think that it could be as simple as acknowledging that something is wrong. It doesn't feel awesome. Like it never does. It, there's pain there. There's hurt there. There's frustration there. There's overwhelm there, whatever it is. And then not blaming yourself not blaming someone else, not blaming yourself either, right? Because that's still the same fucking thing. That's just a different, that's a martyrdom. That's a different version of victimhood. And instead, just looking at it like it's a thing onto itself. It's a clinical situation that you can take care of, that you can manage. And so try not to also fall in the trap of like, why am I still struggling with this? Like, give yourself grace. Like to Danny's point, like, hey, this is this like immediate sort of triggering is probably going to be immediate for most of us, yeah. right? And 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 that's normal. Honor it, but then look at it as clinically as you possibly can. I'm so glad you brought that up because it definitely is more of my pattern where I'm like, I should be over this by now. I should be fine. I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't be upset about this, but I am. Yeah. And so that extra beating yourself up when you're already beating yourself up, it's just like, it's like flogging yourself <laughs> with the thing on the back. And so I'm so glad you brought it up because we do need to be a little more gentle with ourselves and 
and be okay. Like the self-awareness is just the piece you need. It's like, okay, I'm aware of this. Now, just because you're aware of it doesn't mean now you have to go like, well, fuck, now I'm an asshole and I'm an idiot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so easy. It's a slippery slope to go down that. Totally. And it's still not getting anything done. There's still not solutions there. You're just like, well, now I'm beating myself up, but now I hate myself. And it's like, <laughs> it's still not productive. Yeah. 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 So that's why like that first one is just like so important where it's like, hey, like what's the actual problem? It's not me mm-hmm. and it's not them. It's just the situation that has arose as a result of us coming together and trying to do something, right? Or the situation is what it is. And so I think the faster you can sort of get to that more objective place, the more productive you can be in the situation to make it better. And then you, and then that evidence mounts that like, hey, that problem came up. I took care of it. That problem came up. That next problem came up. I took care of that. This next problem came up. You know what? That was, and then over time you can look back and go, okay, yeah, I, I have a show of evidence that I can handle hard things in my business. I don't need to get as emotionally hijacked because I'm good. So, cause that's, I think problems are going to inevitably come up. So if like you're struggling with like day one stuff, imagine what it's going to look like day 10. My, my uh, coach, James Wedmore, always says, your business can only grow to the problems that you can handle. So if you're really struggling with something that's like 1.0 level, right? You're never going to be able to handle problems with someone's more successful than you yeah. or more successful than that. So I think there's a lot to sort of dig in here. And really, the, at the end of the day, I really think, <laughs> I guess my big point was it's not benign to dump on people, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's fine, your friends and family, and they can always hear your events and whatever. But if you're constantly yeah. feeling like that and you're constantly in this place of like, it's all bad, it's all bad, it's all bad, it might be just a trigger to you to go, yeah, maybe I should look at this because I also don't want to be miserable all the time. I like that you brought that up too, that it is okay. Like I'm thinking I need sometimes just to vent. You and I totally. will sometimes just like have a session and I'm like, I, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know this is dumb. I just have to say it. I got to vent. I got to get it out and then I'm cool. But it is you also have to recognize, are you doing that so often and then never changing? It's kind of like the person who's constantly complaining that they're so fat and they never go to the gym and they're, they're constantly sitting there asking for advice and never taking yeah. it. Or- <laughs> it's like they're sitting there eating shit food in front of you and they're just like, I'm so fat. I hate it. I hate my body. And you're like holding your tongue going, yeah, but look what you're doing all the time or whatever it is, like something you know that they can change and they're not changing it and they're complaining about it. So you really have to recognize, am I doing, am I complaining a lot on something I can change and I'm not? Or am I asking a lot of advice? I'm not taking it. Am I making this a habit instead of like, I just need to vent. Hey, can you listen? I just need to vent and I'm going to get over it instead of like, this is what you do as a, as a practice. Yeah, totally. So anyway, hopefully it's helpful for you guys. This is a, um, a good thing to maybe just like check yourself. I mean, the reason why we have these episodes is because like stuff comes up with us and I'm like, shit, do I do that? Like I'm just <laughs> literally, it's always just like self-reflection time. So appreciate you guys letting us have this conversation. Obviously we talk a lot about personal responsibility and like mindset and perception. And I think at the core of everything is it is, it, is a decision. Uh, Even though it's hard, I would say like my opinion and my vote is that, you know, stress can be a, you know, it's funny, um, even talking about the body esteem stuff. We had a gal who, um, who wrote recently about how she's been going through divorce and things like that. And she's really still obsessed with her body and really still obsessed with, um, her food and her exercise and over-exercising. And she intellectually knows that it's stressing her out intellectually she knows it's like causing all these health issues but she like literally just can't stop 
And so for something like that, you might even have the intellectual. So like for me, the the way that you change that is number one, self-awareness to go like, okay, I'm doing that thing. And then where you have small moments in the moment, you don't need to do big things, but small moments where you can make a different decision, you have to have the courage to do that. And that's why I'm like, you know, showing yourself, like creating a show of evidence that you can handle these things is really, really important, right? You need to have that confidence. You need to have that self-trust. You need to have that competency. And if you've never had that before, you need to start with one small decision Mm -hmm. to do something different, to try something different, to try on a different perspective. Because my whole thing is like, the victimhood and the stress and the overwhelm and like the catastrophizing, like it's always going to be there. (laughs) Like if you just need it as security blanket, you can always go back to it. But at the end of the day, if you, if your goal truly is to continue to level up in your relationships, to level up in your career, to level up in your own personal development, you have to start asking yourself some of these hard questions. And instead of offloading it and, you know, just sort of blaming shit, blaming anyone, the government, whatever. It's just like, at the end of the day, what's your choice? You always have a choice. I mean, if we don't have free will, I'm just, I mean, why even be alive? Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Next level human stuff. Jade's (laughs) Jade's <laughs> yep. this next level. Well, it's funny because I was actually thinking about Jade um, and this is a, this is a long time ago. This is when we were doing metabolic effects together. Shit. This must've been, I don't know, maybe 2008, 2009. And, um, at one point he was like really stressed about the business and I, I just don't get like super like emotionally hijacked. Like I just don't do high stress. Like I'm just not, you know, at times I feel that way, but I just don't, I can't stay at that level. Mm-hmm. And he was funny. He actually was saying that he was talking to his brother about a Keone about something going on in the business. And he goes, well, you know, you know, Keone was really stressed too. So that made me feel better. And I was like, what? <laughs> he is, he needed to see p- other people being stressed right. to feel like he was supported yep. Yep. in the business. And I thought that was really interesting. Cause I'm like, I don't do better work when I'm stressed. Actually, <laughs> I don't make better decisions. I don't actually, I'm yeah. not more productive, but that really struck me when he said that he's like, well, he was stressed too. Like I was like, okay, was there, do we, do we decide on something to do? And he's like, well, no, but at <laughs> but least I feel better <laughs> Yeah, that he's stressed too. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> there is something to be said though, about someone validating your totally. feelings. You know, I just had an experience this weekend where I was really upset about something and I was and I told you about it. And I was so glad that you were also upset like for me. I'm like, this is really ridiculous, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes there is a moment of we yes. just want someone to feel the way we feel. And it does make you feel better. Well, because you're checking in. You're like, am I crazy? Like, is this, <laughs> right. this is weird, bad, right? Like, this is not cool, right? <laughs> yes. You definitely have to check in and be like, yes, this is not. I'm going to put like, it's not glass half full time. Yeah. Although I don't see the benefit of having two people stressed about something that's just not going to like, now we're all freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in this together. We're all not doing anything about it. <laughs> Pets with their heads falling oh, off. That's so funny. Which is funny because now Jada, you know, he's next level human and everything. And he's done like kind of a, a huge 180 in his own personal development. And um, he talks a lot about the Stoic philosophy. And the mm-hmm. Stoic philosophy is really all about you know, emotional steadfastness and emotionally like holding it down, being solid, being objective, being clinical with things. And it's so, it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. I like seeing people's, um, transformations emotionally. I have some talking to Jill earlier about some friends of mine that have just made some big changes over the last year. And it's cool to see, um, and it just, it makes me want to keep leveling up. That's for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, would love a big favor, big, big, big favor. Please, I'm on my knees. If you have never left us a review yet, could you please go to open up the podcast app right now, 
and then click on the best life and scroll to the bottom and click on the five star rating if you think we deserve five stars and don't give four because you're like I never give five like I had a teacher who would never give A's she's like you have to earn an A she gave B's which you're gonna give me four off. don't give one yeah but leave us a review let people know maybe some of the things you love just leave us a little love note I would love if you did I would really really appreciate it um and that's my only request for today should we start we should start like we should start reading one or two out loud. <gasps> That's a great idea. Maybe we'll start with the next episode. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, well, so we'll give you a shout out on an episode. That's our promise to you. If you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Yeah, love it. All Thank right, you guys. Y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.